welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night. I am your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the name that you know, the brand that you trust. For nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee, the best car buying experience, the best car buying, uh, the best car buying. Uh, what do you want to say? Non-commissioned sales staff. They don't put any pressure on you when you go out to pay them a visit at Two Rivers Ford, or you can do it online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So many things for you to get in on when it comes to legal gambling in the state of Tennessee, whether you bet the Preds tonight or Nashville SC yesterday, DraftKings has you covered using the promo code A-T-O-Z Sports, A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one, every one of them, commercially or residentially, all of your HVAC needs when you give Brymac a call. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, because the block is hot in Nashville real estate. So you want to make sure that you're getting the best deal. You want to make sure if you're selling, you sell for more or find your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. All right. So Jeff Rubel says, so much for that great draft. Titans fans keep talking about. Yeah, the situation has devolved very quickly. And, you know, it's easy for Jeff, I think, to make snide comments like that. None of us knew before today. In fact, it broke in the middle of my radio show. What the hell was going on with Rashad Weaver? And then the situation, the reporting done by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And then something that uh, Kaharski followed up on, which I thought was very, very well done by our friend Paul has left very little excuse for them to for them to have missed on the situation because what happened with Rashad Weaver and I'll update you on the story if you are unaware um that that broke earlier this afternoon the Titans put out a statement said that they learned this morning about what happened on April the 18th an allegation against fourth round pick Rashad Weaver that resulted in a misdemeanor assault charge the Pittsburgh Post Gazette reported this out, saying that Rashad Weaver on the 18th, according to a criminal complaint police officers found, I'm reading directly from the article, uh, police found a woman lying on the ground surrounded by a group of people at 2.28 a.m. on April the 18th in Pittsburgh. Those at the scene said a large man, later identified as Mr. Weaver, punched the woman, Demetria uh, Novellis is how we'll pronounce it. Mr. Weaver was not at the scene when officers arrived. Miss Novellis was checked by a medic and released. Um, one witness said she saw Mr. Weaver punch Miss Novellis. Another witness said she did not see Mr. Weaver punch Miss Novellis, but did see her fall to the ground. Officer Kelly, Anderson O'Kelly, noted in the complaint that he observed no injury consistent with a punch to the head. And here is the problem. Uh, well, here is what the, the attorney for Rashad Weaver has said. The allegations against my client, Rashad Weaver, are completely false and reckless. Mr. Weaver takes these charges very seriously. And we look forward to clearing his good name. Without question, without hesitation, we deny Rashad punched anyone, especially a woman. We intend to conduct a full investigation of these charges and intend to pursue all legal remedies. The thing that kind of complicates this is a quote from Rashad Weaver, according to the police report, where he stated to other officers on the scene that he had no problem hitting a female if they needed it. There's a lot, lot going on. A uh, lot going on for uh, the Tennessee Titans, a lot going on for Rashad Weaver. But the timeline, you know, I, I looked at the timeline from April 18th on down the line, from the time that uh, from the time that this incident allegedly occurred, from the time that uh, Miss Novellis checked in or went to the hospital to seek medical medical attention and was diagnosed with a concussion, from the time that the complaint was filed, which is a day before Rashad Weaver got drafted, and then today when this comes out in a report. El Boogie 808 says, okay, that last quote, yikes. I, listen, there are complicated factors to all of this, but the larger point is the Titans missed it. The Titans missed it in the middle of it. So I'm going to ask you guys a question here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Your Two Rivers Ford take. What was your first reaction to the report about the Titans, about Titans draft pick Rashad Weaver? Let me know. In the comment section on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV, please get involved if you so choose. Your Two Rivers Ford take here on uh, a Monday night. What was your first reaction to the report about Titans draft pick Rashad Weaver? I'll explain to you 
my reaction here in just a second, right after I remind you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. That is where you go for a, a name that's been in business for almost 40 years, since 1983. Two Rivers Ford is a respected brand, uh, a brand that prides itself on operating with honesty and integrity, a non-commissioned sales staff to make sure that you experience no pressure in the car buying experience, and an incredible line of American-made, fantastic Ford vehicles. You can go and take a test drive if you choose the F-150, the electric Mach-E Mustang, the new 2021 Ford Bronco. They're all out there and available to you at Two Rivers Ford. Take a tour if you like at tworiversford.com. What was your first reaction to the Rashad Weaver report that came out in the middle of my radio show today, about 12 o'clock, a little before 12 o'clock, I think is when the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette dropped this information. Uh, El Boogie 808 says, nothing hap- nothing good happens at 2.18 a.m. To be fair, it's simple assault. We will see if this is true. Why a misdemeanor, says Anthony Hill. Again, we have to let the legal process play out as best it can. Uh, what a stupid-ass comment by him, says Jeff Roberts. I completely agree. This is what's in the complaint. Um, Rashad Weaver is saying it's categorically false. If this had come out before the draft, the Cowboys, the Bengals would have snatched him up before he made it to assist team board. Well, yeah, the vetting process for, you know, listen, NFL teams take risks on uh, good football players who are bad people all the time. But the fact remains that in this year, more than any other year, John Robinson, even if it's the optics, even if you felt confident enough in the situation to where you didn't think that the allegations and the charges against Rashad Weaver were going to hold up, even if that's how you felt, there is no reason, no reason that this should have gone under your radar because the excuse, and I'll, I'll explain to you here in a second why I feel that way, because it's like the Isaiah Wilson situation, and I'll provide a little context, uh, a, a little context here to that in just a second, but let's read some more of your comments first. Bizarro PK says, cut and move on next story. Better things to discuss. I see that the court of public opinion has made up their minds about the situation instead of letting the process run its course, says Ronnie Sneed. I understand. I mean, I mean, listen, this is complicated. Legal issues in football are complicated. It's not just complicated for football. It's not just complicated for people like me who aren't dumb enough to talk about the league uh, or who aren't smart enough to talk about the legal process intelligently. But we're all just wanting to at least my position would be to let everything play out and then take into account the facts as they become available. The facts are that Rashad Weaver was charged with simple assault. The facts are that there are people who have cited him at the scene as being around a woman or being responsible for, uh, or not maybe being responsible, but for being in the presence of a woman who uh, threw his drink on him and either he, you know, whether he pushed her down or whether she fell down, uh, whatever happened, he was around at the situation. He was around that at two in the morning. Um, and he is reported as saying he has no problem essentially, uh, putting hands on a woman if it feels warranted to him, which is problematic unto itself. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says shocked. Jeff Roberts says confused. Uh, Rashad, just Weaver alone, bro. Oh, (laughs) I think it might be too soon for that kind of joke. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Terrible. Donald Red says, Robinson and Vrabel did a bad job betting people again. I thought F-word, says Brandon Leonard. Not again, says Adam Reagan. Uh, Every year, a rookie gets hit with a domestic case, says Ryan Elaine. Titans for Life says, what is uh, sad is he's going to be prosecuted in social media. We need to respect the process. I am 100% about respecting the process, but here is where it it comes through, okay? Um, Here is where it comes through here is where it becomes a little more clear for me because I do agree that it should not be uh, it should not be adjudicated in the court of public opinion. You and I are not qualified and do not have all the information at our disposal with which to make that decision. I 1000% agree with that. But here is here is where the situation becomes a little more defined for me in a way that that troubles me to be frank because of what Paul put out there uh, on paulkaharski.com. Paul talked to two other scouts with two other NFL teams. One knew of the allegation against Rashad Weaver. The other did not. You have to be. Even if you think that the situation is going to resolve itself 
and that Rashad Weaver is likely clear of all of the issues that he is being accused uh, of having part in. If any other NFL team knew about it, there is no excuse for you not to know about it. You had to take the approach this year. If you're John Robinson, if you're Mike Vrabel, where there is as little risk associated with the guys who you are bringing into this organization as humanly possible. Because what I what I understand is that the timeline allows them uh, allows for a little bit of margin of error for this to kind of I don't want to say slip through the cracks, but there is the opportunity for something like this to fall through. So let me run through the timeline for you. Actually, let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll read more of your comments and then I'll run through the timeline for you here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Let me tell you about the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook and all of the fantastic work they are doing to get you in the middle of the action. The hits, they literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. This weekend, no different, with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring on Saturday night. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. 55 to 1 odds. Spectacular. Bet $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you cash $55. Just that simple. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code A2ZSports. When you sign up for a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them a chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. So here is where the situation becomes a little more defined because I am absolutely in favor of letting the legal process play out. But John Robinson and Mike Vrabel had to be buttoned up on this on these draft selections. There can no be there can there cannot be character risks just for the fact of optics alone after what went down with Isaiah Wilson because initially I was willing to allow for the fact that they you know, maybe maybe this is something that fell through the cracks because of how late in the process the complaint was actually filed. Let me run through the timeline for you to to let you understand how I drew that conclusion and why, you know, what Paul reported kind of cleared things up for me. So football and other F-words laid out the timeline. April 18th is when the incident occurred. April 22nd, Miss Novellis goes to the hospital. She's diagnosed with a concussion. April 25th, officer called to check on Miss Novellis. April 30th, Charges filed against Rashad Weaver. So the day before he got drafted, he was drafted on May the 1st. And then the next day, Weaver was drafted by the Titans. So on April 30th, the complaint was filed. The charges were filed. And then the next day, he was drafted. I don't think Rashad Weaver, now whether he should have is an entirely different matter. Whether him or his representation should have called all of the teams and said, hey, just so you know, this is what's going on with my client in the name of transparency, instead of basically gambling and hoping that none of, you know, that nobody picked up on this, because of course somebody was going to pick up on this. And it just so happens that the Titans were the one that got blown up by this. Cause here's the thing. They didn't know until this morning. And I, which is a problem unto itself, because what Paul is reporting is that, is that the Titans did not know, and what I know is that the Titans did not know about this until this morning. And I will explain to you why I know that here in a second. But what Paul followed up on with several other scouts about is he spoke with scouts with two teams. One team knew about the allegation against Weaver. One did not. If anybody else knew about it, it is your duty to know about it. It is your responsibility. I understand that the timeline allows for them to have the opportunity to have missed out on the information. It's, there's just no, there's no excusing it. There's just no excusing it. Because what I, what, what I know is that the Titans were in a similar situation with Isaiah Wilson, where there were teams. And I know one team specifically. In fact, I, you know, I was told by sources that the Houston Texans 
took Isaiah Wilson's name off their draft board very late in the process because they found out that he showed up drunk to a workout. That apparently didn't make it to the Titans brass. Titans ended up selecting him 29th overall. I don't know how many other teams took Isaiah Wilson off their draft boards for that result, but I know specifically that the Texans did. And so here is yet another example where one other NFL team at least knew what was going on with Rashad Weaver. Maybe that's why Rashad Weaver made it to the spot where where he ended up being. Maybe uh, maybe you know the ACL tear that's cost him a little bit of athleticism allowed him to fall to the fourth round. Maybe maybe all of that is so right. Maybe it's a combination of things. And I'm not saying that every NFL team is going to have to know everything about every little little thing about every player. But the Titans had to this year had to because now they there is fairly or unfairly. People are going to point at John Robinson and Mike Vrabel and be like, you guys aren't doing your job thoroughly enough. Because now they're in a situation where potentially this could cost them a fourth-round draft pick after costing them a first-round draft pick last year. Being buttoned up. They are deep. They are supposed to be, and largely are, incredibly detail-oriented individuals. This is the definition of the devil being in the details. You have to know about this going into the process. And that's why I like I understand the argument that the complaint was filed late enough to where it may not have made it to the Titans' radar, and I doubt that Rashad Weaver and his agent were bringing it up. But ultimately, I, it just can't be accepted. No matter how many, no matter how you try to approach this topic of conversation, they can't they can't have another one of these. Uh, this is all twisted BS like most of the sports gossip industry does. PK is good at it and will probably end up being nothing while they destroy the character of a player, says CW. I mean, the 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 justice system in the state of Pennsylvania is saying that Rashad Weaver is being charged with this. That's not media. That's not Paul drumming up additional uh, I mean, Paul w- reported the story out further to find out whether there were other teams that knew about this, which is a good job by Paul. The legal system is saying or is charging him with doing this. Are you accusing the American judicial system of, as you say, CW, twisted BS like most of the sc- sports gossip industry? Because the American legal system, not a part of the sports gossip industry. So if you want to go on this anti-media bent, that's fine. I understand. I and I see. I, I and I do understand. Like there's a lot of misinformation that goes out there that gets put out there because a lot of people have a platform when they probably shouldn't. So CW, I'm not dismissing your skepticism. I'm saying that you're citing the wrong thing. <laughs> it's not Paul who is accusing Rashad Weaver, or it's not me accusing Rashad Weaver of beating a woman. It's the American judicial system, specifically in in the state of Pennsylvania. And in fact, I will pull up the specific court system that is accusing him of this. Pittsburgh's Magisterial District Court. Criminal complaint against Mr. Weaver. It's not the media. It's the legal system. Well, the legal system in America is suspect. I'll just leave it at that, says El Boogie 808. Yeah, I I understand. Uh, This is like Buck is saying this is the judicial system. This isn't PK, says Philip Anderson. I mean, listen, I understand why people, why people, uh, Paul's my friend. I understand why people don't like Paul. (laughs) I really do. Uh, I love him to death. Uh, I have a great relationship with him. He's one of the people who most showed me how to do my job. But, um, you know, you cannot, you cannot deny that it was critical to find out whether other teams had this guy or, or knew about this guy's situation. And that's what Paul has done. He's provided additional facts, and if you are unwilling to accept these facts, as CW says, I'm just frustrated that too many jump and call him guilty. I'm not calling him guilty. I'm saying that regardless of whether he's guilty or innocent, the Titans cannot have another one of these things. its I don't want to say it's irrelevant because, of course, it is relevant whether this crime was actually committed. But what stands, what what transcends all of it for this particular conversation and for our worldview here in Nashville, Tennessee. I know not all of you are in Nashville, but here in Nashville, on the on the you know ground floor where we are here covering the team, they cannot let something like this fall through the cracks. And more importantly, 
They can't be caught by surprise with this. That's the bigger issue. They didn't know that this was coming. They put out a statement said that said, you know, I'm par- paraphrasing here, and I can read the statement for you specifically if you would like, but they put out a statement today saying they found out about it this morning. And I, I can confirm that they found out about that this morning because there was a situation where potentially John Robinson was going to come on my radio show tomorrow, and that was that was essentially put in front of me because they wanted to talk about the success of the draft class that they just put together. They didn't know. It's a problem. We will let the legal process play out as it will. For our, for the purposes of our discussion, we're talking about the Titans. And the Titans cannot be excused away in this particular innocence or uh, in this particular instance regardless of whether Rashad Weaver is innocent or guilty. It's just not acceptable. It's just simply not. Uh, he said you're getting too fan-centric, says uh, says Dirk at time. Who said I'm getting too fan-centric? Paul? Probably. <laughs> That's okay. He's allowed to. Uh, y'all do understand. Uh, no, Buck, he's criticizing that PK is implying J-Rob should have known. No proof other teams knew. Well, I mean, Paul is saying that other teams knew. So, uh, you can you can distrust Paul. You can uh, you can trust Paul. You can do as you like. Um, but the report from somebody who I trust as a journalist is saying that another team knew about this. We don't know how many other teams knew about this. We know that the Titans did not know about it and that they needed to. I'm, I'm sorry. Them them's the them's the breaks. Uh, the legal system. Uh, be wrong all the time. I have been charged for shit I haven't done, says Jay Streets. Listen, I'm not here. I'm not here to defend the legal system. Okay, the legal. I mean, we 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 can do a. We'll save that for the uh, you know the politics and government podcast. But I'm not here advocating on the behalf of the American uh, legal system. It has wronged people, especially minorities, time after time after time again. All I'm saying is these are the facts that we have available to us. I am not telling you that you have to make a judgment. If you are making a judgment, that is entirely on you. I am giving you facts and saying that outside of the facts, the facts of the case are almost irrelevant to the fact that the Titans didn't know about the case until this morning, until the rest of us did basically, maybe a little before, maybe they got a couple hours heads up. Sounds like they did, but outside of that, unacceptable. Uh, The charges were filed by the judicial system, but Paul is saying another team knew about it. Not like he likes to be in the middle of anything, says James. Listen, I think Paul's just trying to do his job. If if I had gotten that information, I would have reported it as well. But I didn't talk. I I don't know scouts on other teams like that. Paul has the Paul has that access because for ESPN, he covered I think the entire division when they first started doing it. Paul was like one of the first NFL Nation reporters. Where you know now like Teron, Teron is one one reporter for one team. Used to be like NFL Network where reporters covered the entire division. So Paul has the ability to talk to other scouts across the league, across the division. And I don't know what other scouts he spoke to, but he does have that. He does that. He does have that access in a way that somebody like me, who's only covered the Tennessee Titans, uh, does not. This seems to be the norm with the Titans draft picks now. Eventually we'll co- become numb to it, says Ken Kane. If hell no, I'm not going to become numb to it. If they do dumb shit, we need to criticize them for doing dumb shit. Uh, the organization's vibe has done a complete 360. J-Rob will be on the hot seat. If we have a shitty season, says Kedrick. Puka says, interesting when a woman when a woman is attacked, if she seeks justice trying to get a payday. Yeah, especially that. Like that is not a that that is not a subject, that is not an argument or a conversation that I'm willing to entertain. If you're gonna come in here and victim blame without any kind of facts, just because you think that professional like the people that would come out of the woodwork with Deshaun Watson. And, to, and say Deshaun Watson doesn't need to sexually violate massage therapists. He's a rich athlete and a good-looking guy. Why on earth would that possibly happen? And that be the justification. Don't be such a caveman if you're somebody having that argument. It's disgusting. We should be on that uh, by now as a society. Let the let the reporting play out. Let the facts play out. Let the legal system play out. But don't victim blame when you have zero access to the information and you're just lobbing allegations across the board. In the same way that you should not jump down Rashad Weaver's throat as being immediately guilty until the process plays out, you should certainly not be one of these people who goes after the woman who is essentially file who is a part of the complaint that was filed. That that is disgusting behavior and something that I'm not interested in entertaining around here. I'm simply not. 
Uh, I'm late, but the Titans supposed to look at all the police reports filed the day before the draft in every city. I don't know how they would have known about it. Mason, I understand. Like there is there is the opportunity because the complaint was filed the day before he was drafted, the day before he was drafted. And also they can't have that happen. Like I I I understand that there are logical explanations for how they could have missed it. And also I understand that sometimes you have to look at it and say, even if there was a logical explanation for them having missed it, you can't have a miss like that. You just can't. Your, your, what do you want to call it? Your, uh, what do you want to, I'm, I'm, the, the thing that people, your safety net, your safety net was evaporated, zapped when Isaiah Wilson went down the way that he did, at least for the immediate and not a year. I mean, a little more than a year later, given that the draft was a little later this year. But a year later, the very next draft, you have a situation where something like this pops up and you were caught off guard. Can't happen, even if there is a reasonable explanation for why it did happen. It simply cannot. Is it possible the Titans knew, says Adam Williamson? No. In fact, I I know for a fact they did not know. Um, Kaharski tweeted that another team knew about the allegations before the draft. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Kronsky, you're a little late to the show. Uh, Buck, aren't we supposed to have some all-star front office was disappointed in the draft last year. Also now the Weaver issue after Wilson last year, what the hell is going on? I mean, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say COVID, but I mean, COVID complicates this and all they're clearly, they're clearly, uh, they're clearly, they're not doing their due diligence in a way that they need to. I'm not here to tonight to have. An argument, an argument about the legislative process. I'm just not, uh, Teron. Teron, I don't know if you're arguing with somebody else in the comments. On, this is why I love TD. TD's here to straighten the people out because uh, he says, "Genius." The story was broken by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. It would be moronic for us to not cover it. You're as wrong as Wayne. So, so the the problem with the comment section, the way that we have it set up now, is that I can't see who Teron is arguing with, but I know. The, oh, Gino. This Gino is who he is arguing with. I have found the culprit. Dear God. Gino says, this is not a story unless our local media didn't blow it up. You guys are killing us trying to get a scoop like Peter Parker. Gino, how, how first of all, do you want something like this covered up just so your football team can have an additional player? Is that the kind of person that you want to be? Gino, listen, I don't know you. I appreciate you participating in the show, but if you're saying that we shouldn't cover this about the team that we cover just because you don't want it blown up and you don't want it to affect your favorite team, what what the hell kind of, first of all, what the hell kind of moral compass is that? Gino, like take two steps back and reevaluate what the hell it is that you've just said. You don't want a situation for a local team that happened in a different state, a different city uh, during the pre-draft process, basically like three weeks ago before he became a Tennessee Titan. So everything that happened three weeks ago before this guy was a Titan, Gino's like, yeah, you know, uh, let let go, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, right? That is the approach that you want to take on this? What What in the world? Like, Think about the moral implications of what you just said, Gino, because that, like, what you're implicating is that local media participate in a cover-up for the sake of the football team. You guys are killing us to try and get a scoop like Peter Parker first. Like, was Peter Parker, Peter Parker was a photographer in Spider-Man, not a journalist. Now you're just saying dumb shit. Gino, like, what what are we doing out here? What are we doing out here? I feel like Gino gets blasted three times a week. No, I think it's a different Gino. There's something just about the name Gino. <laughs> it's apparently leading to meathead, meathead behavior. Um, TD on Facebook only tonight says Elbow 808. I, I, that appears to be where Tehran is uh, where Tehran is lurking in the comment section. He bounces back and forth, but I always appreciate my good buddy Tehran Davenport hanging out here in the comment section. Uh, Jace, uh, I walked into a complete shitstorm. Says Matthew Tillett. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's often where things devolve. Um, but let's move on because you know at this point we have the information that we have. There will be more information that comes out in the coming days, and uh, and at this point we will. 
we will we will spend some time on the other newsworthy item of the day, which is the uh, which is Rashawn Evans. Uh, Lee Murray says, "Buck, you don't need to use the name of Jesus Christ in your talks as a swear word." Um, you know, Lee, that is that is uh, I because I'm not you know not that we need to get into you know again we'll save we'll save one uh, one conversation for the for the politics and judicial system podcast we'll save this particular conversation for the religion podcast <laughs> because I'm not here to you know get into uh, get into all of the things that um, but. Listen, out of respect, Lee, I can I can probably be better about that. To to, to be honest with you, uh, I do I do say it a lot. You know, I'm 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 technically Catholic, but I'm not a practicing Catholic. But I you know I do try to be respectful of other people's uh, religion. So if that is something uh, if that is something that bothers you, I will try and uh, I will try and take a step back and uh, and have a little more presence of mind. Um, but I hope you'll forgive me when I, uh, when I slip up sometimes, because that is something that I, you know, I could probably, my grandmother would, you know, they say the exact same thing as you are. She'd smack me over the hand with, you know, like a, like a, a, a ruler or a yardstick or something like that. If she heard, uh, she heard the way that I took the Lord's name in vain, but uh, I will try and be more, uh, more present about that. Say Moses moves. <laughs> Jed who Tehran says I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> it's a it's a such a great line. Thank God for Caleb Farley. Uh <laughs> God. It's it is Tehran Tehran asked Caleb Farley. I don't even remember. It was just about being available for training camp and whether or not he was comfortable with them slow playing him and Caleb Farley just looks him dead in the face and says I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be ready to go. <laughs> It's, it is an all-time answer. Shout out to Ron for, uh, for being able to get that answer. Um, all right, let's move on in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. That's a pretty way, uh, classy way to handle Lee's comment. But, I mean, listen, I you know, I, I'm not one of these people who's going to get all bent up. Like, I'm not going to scream and, oh, you're trying to cancel me because I said, you know, I took I took somebody's, uh, somebody's religious idol's name in vain. Know, if somebody's bothered by that, I'll try to do better and uh, and try to respect people. Like it's not that hard to respect people. I feel like <laughs> it's just I don't think, you know classy or not. I just think it's kind of you know just don't be a jerk. <laughs> anyway, let's move on on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. Rashawn Evans option declined today by the Tennessee Titans, but an interesting way. That the uh, that the Titans told Rashawn Evans' agent Drew Rosenhaus that they were declining his option. The question becomes: the Titans not picking up Rashawn Evans' fifth-year option, fair or foul? Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, on Twitch TV. We will have a conversation together. The Titans not picking up the option of inside linebacker Rashawn, <clears throat> excuse me, Rashawn Evans, fair or foul? in the comment section if you so choose. While you guys do that, I will tell you about Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will take care of you. They will put you in a great position here on uh, here on the Primetime Show. They will put you in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. All right. So, fair or foul, the Titans declining the fifth-year option of Rashawn Evans. I'll read you what Adam Schefter, Tehran's teammate, reported earlier this morning about Rashawn Evans. Um, so, Ben Hall says it's the least shocking thing that happened today. Keith says fair. Uh, Jeff Rubel says, okay, I'm going back to watching Survivor. Well, Jeff, that's disrespectful. I, I wish you, you could have, Jeff, you could have just gone and I, and not needed to disrespect me to my face, but it's okay. I still love you. Come back another night. Joshua Huffman says, fair. Are fifth year options just too expensive? Saw a bunch of guys get their options declined. I mean, no, more, more fifth year options got accepted than got declined. Rashawn Evans was one of them that did not. Now the, uh, the, the report that Adam Schefter put out there which I thought was interesting was the way that it was phrased, or at least the way that Drew Rosenhaus presented it to Adam Schefter. Let me read it to you here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. So what uh, what Adam Schefter reported this morning is that, oh, let me find it. <laughs> I had it just a second ago. Oh, Titans informed Drew Rosenhaus 
that they will not be exercising linebackers. Uh, Rashawn Evans' fifth-year option, quote, due to ongoing salary cap uncertainty, and instead hope to sign Rashawn to a contract extension before uh, before his current deal expires in 2022. Now, the Cowboys said the exact same thing to Jane Slater about uh, about one of the players, I think it was Leighton Vander Esch, who was also a linebacker, um, and was basically, it was phrased the exact same way. In fact, I'll read Jane Slater's for you so you can understand like just how similarly it was. Um, so what Jane Slater reported out was that the cult, or excuse me, the Cowboys informed uh, Ron, informed Deuce 21, okay, Ron Slavin is the agent, that they will not be exercising linebacker Leighton Van, Van Der Esch's fifth-year option due to ongoing salary cap uncertainty and instead hope to sign Leighton to a contract extension before his current deal expires in 2022. So the ex- literally the exact same wording. So I don't know how seriously to take that, um, whether that's just something that's doing being done in the sake of diplomacy, but it's not something that the Titans said to uh, to Corey Davis's agent or to Jack Conklin's agent when John Robinson declined the fifth-year options on them. Fair or foul, let me know in the comment section. Evan, Evan C. White says fair. Donald Red, fair. Joseph Way, fair. Keelan Watson, fair as fair can get. Uh, Christopher Slaughter says middle finger to the Colts. So I don't know if there's a Colts fan in the chat tonight. But apparently one is lurking around. Uh, fair says Philip Anderson. Foul says Lewis Chesney, the only one I've seen. Xavier says fair. We'll see. Could be a bust. Could be the second coming of Randy Moss, says Michael Bishop. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, fair for Chris Frazier, fair for Stacey Wills. You make rude comments, then laugh it off with a fake laugh. Weasel alert, says Bill Kerr. No, I just laugh at my own jokes because I'm a little bit of a self-involved douchebag. But, um, you know, I recognize that. My self-awareness is key. The rude comments that I make are because I do a solo show, and if I just let the joke drop without doing the laugh that is actually organic, it's not a fake laugh. It's just what comes with being me. I hate to tell you, Bill, I don't know if you're new to the show or not. But uh, yeah, no, I make rude comments and then laugh because I've made myself laugh because I can be self-involved that way. But at least I'm aware. So it's not that I'm a weasel, Bill. In fact, you might be the weasel because you're the one out here narking like there's something to be narked upon when everybody else who's in here on a regular basis is aware of who I am and what the show is. And you're really the only one who's brought it up, Bill. So I guess it's just a you problem, weasel. Here, see, that was a real laugh. I made myself laugh. Uh, sounds like a newbie, says <laughs> Boogie808. Uh, Fifth-year option only makes sense to pick up if a new contract would command more than uh, more than the fifth-year option. Uh, Dom Odell says, you don't get the show. Uh, <laughs> talking to, who, who was it? Who was the weasel? Who was my weasel? Bill Kerr. Kirk Cavelli says, Bill must be new here. Welcome to the show, says <laughs> yeah, you know, we try to, we try to, we try to indoctrinate the new people. Uh, we try to indoctrinate the new people as best we can. Uh, if you're just now figure out, uh, figuring out a media person is self-involved, I have nothing for you, my man. So, yeah, that's totally fair. A lot of us are, uh, but at least, you know, I feel like a, at least I'm self-aware. Like, at least I know that I am right. I feel like that puts me at least, a, you know, the, the worst, the worst kind of people in my industry, the people who don't understand that they're self-involved D bags. Um, but you know, that's just for me. Uh, Bill, get your get your narc ass out of here, says Xavier. John Bertotti on YouTube says, Buxy's the humor and irony and such. It's why I enjoy both shows. Thank you very much. Bill Kerr is telling me to be real. I mean, this is as real as I can get. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're not a D-bag for laughing at your own jokes. You're just delusional about the value of its humor. Yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> that's a good comment by Dion. Uh, fair or foul, let me know in the comment section. Here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, first, let me uh, let me let you let me let you hear from Trevor Sikama, who was on my radio show today on 104.5 The Zone from ten to one, or you can go check out the podcast Buck Rising on 104.5 The Zone. And we spent a lot of time talking about Rashawn Evans and Monty Rice because the news of Rashawn Evans came out early this morning. I had time to talk about it on the radio show, and we basically spent some time on whether Monty Rice can just straight up take Rashawn Evans' job. Because ultimately, my answer is going to be fair. Monty Rice is a draft pick that I think kind of took most people looking at the Titans and and what their needs were, where they needed to fill things out, as a bit of a surprise, understanding that they don't have a true backup for Rashawn Evans. But today, they declined his fifth-year option and told Drew Rosenhaus that essentially they just don't want it at the – paraphrasing, but they don't want it at the number of almost $10 million. 
but they would like to seek an, ex- an extension. Is that necessary with Monty Rice? Can he just straight up take Rashawn Evans' job? Well, Monty Rice is a really nice two-down defender, right? I mean, first and second down, I think he's going to be able to fit the run for you really well. He can go downhill. He can make tackles into the backfield. He's not a big-time coverage player for you, but, you know, if, if, if that's what you want, you know, if, if that's what you're looking for here, then I suppose that Monty Rice could potentially be the reason why they don't give a bigger contract to Rashawn Evans. And, you know, I didn't study Rashawn Evans in particular this offseason yet, but he's a player that I want to because – when I would go through all 22 of the Tennessee Titans, no matter what I was watching, it felt like it felt like I saw Rashawn Evans' name at the end of every play. Like he was just around the ball at all times. Yeah. And you know, you love that about players. But from what you guys are telling me, you know, he he just didn't have that good of a feel in coverage. He was not anticipating well enough. I felt like he could fly to the ball and get to the ball, but maybe it was it was something where he's he's a tick too slow. And if that's the case. You don't want to pay those guys big money. You just don't want to do it. The, the linebackers that you want on your team who are making a lot of money, they have to be great at anticipation. They have to be great at communication. They have to be great in coverage. These are the assets they got to bring to your defense. And if Rashawn Evans is just going to be a see ball, get ball kind of a guy, like you said, almost an early down defender, no, don't bring him back for $10 million. Sign a guy who you know can do it really well, and Monty Rice, I think, gives you that discipline. So, Trevor, where does Monty Rice differ from that? Because I feel a lot of people think that is the kind of player Monty Rice is. Right. So, and I think it goes back to what Buck just said there. It's almost more of just like a cheaper option. I was shocked that they took Monty Rice as early as they did because I didn't think they needed it. Again, because I thought Rashawn Evans did what Monty Rice does really well. But perhaps that's the reason why they're bringing him in. Maybe they're they're saying, we don't want to pay this dude. You know, unless he takes a big leap next year, then we're going to be sitting in a situation where we might have to draft the linebacker a year later. Why not get a guy in the building? Then if Rashawn Evans moves on, we can have a takeover kind of player in the middle. He might be able to be a lot more reliable when they move on. So I think that that's probably why you draft a guy like Monty Wright. So that's Trevor Sikama talking about Monty Rice replacing Rashawn Evans because I ultimately think it's it's fair to decline Rashawn Evans' fifth-year option because the linebacker that you want to pay of the two of them who will be due paydays is Jayon Brown. If you think that Monty Rice can replace Rashawn Evans and that can be a cost-effective strategy, then go ahead and replace Rashawn Evans. The linebackers that are just a tick slow when it comes to processing – like Rashawn appears to be a little bit. He, he appears to be displaced. He appears to be not capable of handling play calling uh, responsibilities within the defense. Remember that when Jayon got hurt, because Jayon is the one who wears the coach to quarterback, or excuse me, coach to player green dot like communication system in his helmet to communicate to the defense. When Jayon got hurt, Will Compton took it over. When Will Compton got benched because he was terrible in that one drive, I can't remember the team that they played, but he got just roasted um, <laughs> in a way that was uh, clear. It might have been the Colts on Thursday Night Football, to be honest with you. I've, uh, if I rem- No, Colts in Indianapolis, I think that was, because it went Colts, Raven, Colts, and Jayon got hurt against the Ravens, so I'm pretty sure it was the first drive, the first defensive drive in Indianapolis where Phillip Rivers just went right at Will. Um, so Will got benched, then David Long wore the dot, the green dot, then Kevin Byard for a period of time wore the green dot. All of those options before Rashawn Evans. So there's clearly something there where if the processing and the communication is an issue, don't pay that guy big money. Certainly not ten, nor almost $10 million. It would have been $9.73 million against the cap next year if they had selected or elected to pick up his fifth-year option. Uh, would, would I, Thomas Holmes says, would I agree about what? I can't, uh, let me, I honestly think they declined the option thinking if they can extend him, it gives them a look at what someone like Jim Schwartz can do with his talent as far as developing him. I mean, I would, I would think that, like, I think there are reasons to find a reasonable deal for Rashawn Evans, but if you're making me pick between Rashawn Evans getting a new contract from the Titans or Jayon Brown getting a new contract from the Titans, I'm going to pick Jayon Brown. Uh, because basically they have a little bit of Rashawn Evans, maybe not the kind of athletic uh, athletic freak that Rashawn Evans is, because I think there are a lot of great things as as a player that Rashawn Evans brings to the table. Um, but if you can find something close to replacement level in in Monty Rice and and Jayon Brown is the one who earns the second contract from the team, then go with Jayon Brown. Uh, that's something I wonder on draft night. 
Donovan, if they would move more, uh, move Ed Evans to edge more, says CW. Um, let's see. Jayon and Long with Rice as rotational. Uh, much well, Jayon Long is not a starter, so it would not be Jayon Long, and I don't or Jayon Long. It would not be David Long, but we'll see where Rice factors into that situation. Uh, Bet Rashawn Evans fifty four balls out, and we can't afford him next year. I mean, maybe that's so, and that's okay. Like you can let him go get paid somewhere else, and if you can find Monty Rice to do the same thing then you're not all that bad off for uh, – that's the thing that people get so caught up in, like John Robinson not keeping his first-round picks around. Like, it's not like they're bad players. Corey Davis got paid. Jack Conklin got paid. Adore Jackson got paid. Like, these players go out and get paid by other teams. It's just John hasn't been willing to pay them here. And I think that's how you've been able to keep your salary cap, uh, salary cap healthy here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Uh, Bill Kerr says douchebag of the year award, Buck rising. I got better things to do. Take care. Uh, summer's Eve. You're funny. See ya. I'm just, Bill, are you drunk? <laughs> I, I wish, I wish that all, you know, everybody could see all of the comments because he spelled douchebag wrong. First of all, he got my last name, right? Which is rare. Um, he says he's got better things to do, but I think he's been in here for about an hour. So like, you don't have that many better things to do, Bill. Um, take care, take care, Massengill. I don't know what Massengill means. Summer's Eve, you're funny, you're, but not the correct you're, you, uh, Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U-R-E, and then see ya. Bill, you know, just, uh, just, uh, I, I don't know what Bill's doing, but I don't think Bill is in the, <laughs> is in the right frame of mind. But I, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your evening there, buddy. Uh, he spelled his own last name wrong, too, says Evan C. <laughs> Bill, going to keep being Bill. It is what it is. Some guys work, some guys don't. Trolls coming out tonight, Buck. What are you doing different? I think there's – I just think we get more – El Boogie, I think we get more people in the show now, which is great. I love that the audience is bigger. Um, because, you know, now that I'm on the zone, too, I, I get a lot more people uh, – I get a lot more people that come hang out. Um I get a lot more people that come and hang out, but, uh, but also, you know, we get a greater, uh, percentage of, uh, of just generally shitty human beings. <laughs> Tron says, just hit him with the God bless and keep moving. What, what TD, what TD got punked some poor dude the other day. Uh, but it just, just so dismissively calling him champ. And I can't remember the context, but it made me laugh out loud because Tron is the best at like, you know, patting them on the head condescendingly, not, you know, not like eviscerating them. I, I have a tendency to make it more personal, but Teron just basically like patted them on the head, said, it's all right, champ. Keep on, keep on moving about your day. <laughs> no TD. I like, I honestly like leaning into the trolls. I have a great time. Uh, I'm drunk like 90% of the time in here. No excuses for Bill. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the narc has been sniffing summer's Eve. What is going on? It's a savior. I don't know. Um, I just troll you about being a fridge pirate. I am a fridge pirate. I absolutely raid the 104.5 The Zone Studio Mini Fridge uh, constantly. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to positional picks because it's been a long show. It's almost 9.30. It doesn't feel like it. Um, but I have a lot more work to do tonight, so let's keep it moving. The final question of the evening here on A to Z Sports Prime Time is what, uh, what Titans position group needs the most help after the NFL draft. We'll make this a brief conversation because I think everybody knows where we're going to end up going with this, or at least I think everybody knows where we're going to end up going with this. In the comments on A to Z Sports Primetime, uh, what Titans position group needs the most help after the NFL draft? Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV in the comment section Please weigh in with your answer while you guys do that. I will tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. That is where you go for your dream address without the stress. That's where you go to sell your home for more and take advantage of incredible, incredible seller's market that is going on. The real estate, uh, the real estate industry in Middle Tennessee is popping. And if you want in, you need to trust the people who are going to help you manage your finances correctly and get the biggest score if you are in the market to sell your home. Trust the people who are here in Middle Tennessee, working for Middle Tennesseans, are a part of the community, and making, you know, basically helping build the community. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Uh, 
I hope the Titans aren't done at wide receiver. Wide receiver for sure. Donald Red says tight end, as does Josh Dietrich. Brad Lipford agrees. Um, tight end for Philip Anderson. Tight end for Austin Clay. Tight end for Karen O'Keefe. Tight end kicker wide receiver for Amar on YouTube. Wide receiver, please, Lord, says Troy Whitlow. Most of you weighing in and saying tight end. Humble Var says, Buck, you deserve your show. Tell A to Z Sports to double up that pay or you walk. Listen. Austin and Zach, um, Austin and Zach have built me an incredible thing. And they, uh, I got, listen, I, re- I re-upped my deal with A to Z Sports. I got a raise. I basically get, I do, it's not basically, I get two salaries now because they let me sign a contract with the radio station as well. So, uh, listen, I'm very, very well compensated here at A to Z Sports. I'm very, very happy. Uh, and I, you know, I happen to think that I do deserve my show, but I also, I don't deserve how great the people are that I get to work with here on the A to Z side of things. Cause you know, Austin and Zach could have very easily said, hell no, you know, you're keeping your ass here and you're going to, we're going to, uh, solely you're going to, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get first crack at your content and we're not, you know, we're not going to have you working, uh, additionally and doing a radio show when it's not for A to Z sports, but they did. And they, you know, there, and there are reasons to benefits A to Z sports too, but like they've been studs about this whole thing. So, you know, maybe when, when my contract comes back up, maybe we talk about a, maybe we talk about a additional financial compensation, but right now I'm uh, I couldn't be happier about the situation that Austin and Zach have created for me. Uh, Austin getting paid with his Mandu commercial too, says Evan C. White. Buck is buying his second car. He will be okay. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Uh, YouTube so much better for live streaming says DP. Well, yeah, we're on all four. So you can pick your favorites and do what you do. Uh, I love the cross-platform collaboration with The Zone. I think it's great for both brands. Buck is Charlemagne, the god of A to Z sports, carrying the station on his back. Now, Austin and Zach do a great job, too. And all producer Reed does a great job. Everybody has their role. But anyway, position groups, let's not get, let me not get, uh, let me not get self, uh, let me not get self-involved. Um, let's keep it moving. So position groups that need to be most addressed. I think that without question, without question, it's the tight end. Now, we had an interesting conversation on the radio show today with my friend Mike Miracles, who, listen, Mike is a Titans fan, <laughs> and he is uh, he is, he is one of the better analysts, I think, um, but he's a Titans fan, all right? So, like, I love Mike to death, and I took what he said a little bit today in tongue-in-cheek, but we were talking about the tight ends. And John Robinson has said, you know, basically, other GMs are calling me saying, hey, can we, can we sell you a tight end? Uh, what can you give us back for, you know, tight end X, Y, and Z, whether that's OJ Howard or Zach Ertz or Evan Ingram. And I don't know that the Giants, the Bucks, and the and the uh the Eagles have called John specifically, but those would be good examples of teams that would. So then there's the option about what's available out there in free agency. Now Michael Pruitt is still out there, but there's also a, a familiar face, a familiar name that Titans fans could in theory bring back. Um and that name is Delaney Walker at 37 years old. And Mike thinks there's a really good case for bringing Delaney Walker back in some kind of rotational role. All right, Mike, make the case. 37 years old, Delaney Walker. Why do you want him back? Oh, my gosh. So here's the thing. Delaney, we know we know the work ethic. We know he keeps his body in tip-top tip condition. He played really high-level football up until he was, what, 35? Yes. So, you know... Yes, he's coming off an injury, but he had a year to rest, get his body right. I don't think he's going to come back and be 33-year-old in his prime Delaney Walker where he was, you know, putting up 800 yards a season and all that stuff, but they don't need that, right? They, they need a guy who can come in and be functional in both the run game and the pass game. I think he can still do that on a limited snap count basis. And if you wanted to platoon this thing with Swaim and Ferkser and Delaney Walker, you know, you could keep his snap count around 40 or 50% for a game and, and manage his reps and get enough out of him. He's still going to have uh, you know, enough juice. He was always a great athlete um, to be able to separate and get open. And we know he's tough as nails. So I don't know. There's, there's just a lot to like about it, even beyond just the nostalgia of seeing 82 back out there in, in two-tone blue. Look at you. You're glowing just talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's precedent the precedent is Antonio Gates. So it's not like there's a ton of it. And Antonio Gates was a spectacular player for a long time, similarly built to Delaney Walker and, and similar roles, I think with, with the offenses that they ended up playing with. So 
I mean, it's not impossible. He's just, you know, he's 110 at this point. So, uh, but I, listen, they, they have some work to do. I think they are trying to figure out, you know, John basically said on our, on our Zoom call to wrap things up on Saturday, whether it's restructures, whether it's extensions, they are keeping like things in their piggy bank, for lack of a better term, for a break glass in case of emergency. And, you know, if the emergency ends up being, oh, hell, we, we are without a tight end. Uh, heading into training camp or a starting tight end, I think this, these are the kind of situations that will be more thoroughly explored. Mike, what do you have written up for uh, up at BroadwaySports.com? So, I mean, it's I, I won't say it's the worst idea that I've ever heard, right? Because it's not like Delaney, when last we saw Delaney healthy, wasn't capable of contributing meaningful snaps. Um, but he hasn't been healthy in a long time. Now he's had a year off, so maybe that has done him a good bit of a uh, good bit of regenerating. I think that Rob Gronkowski kind of Rob and Gronk's Gronk's. Do you know how old Gronk is? Like thirty one, which is crazy to me. In fact, I'm gonna look up the age of Rob, Rob Gronkowski really quickly because he is shockingly young for as many surgeries as he's had. Gronk is thirty one years old. Delaney is thirty seven. So there's a big difference in. In that, when Gronk is retiring, when Gronk is retiring at what twenty nine, and then coming back at thirty one, where Delaney retired, Delaney never retired, but Delaney has been out the league at thirty six and would be coming back in at thirty seven. But as I as I brought up with Mike, like there is precedent for a player like that being able to contribute uh, in a in a rotational role. Delaney Walker and Antonio Gates are very similar. Type players similar, uh, similar in terms of physical stature, similar in terms of what they do or what they did for their respective offenses when they played with the Chargers and the Titans, respectively. There's, it's not, it's not a terrible idea. It's not the, the not the idea that I would, not the thing that I would want them to do. Like without question, like I, I, I wouldn't say that Delaney Walker should be the first option and. And that would satisfy all the uh, needs that they have in the tight end room. I'm not saying that at all, but um, I mean, it could it could do something, and it would certainly be cheap. So, I mean, if he's down to try it, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world is to bring him in for camp or something. We'll see. Uh, if he wants to play, I don't mind giving him a training camp audition. He was awesome. Uh, people need to let that fandom go. Delaney near at nearly 40 is dumb, says Donald Red. I mean, listen, I, I do think there's something like Richie Incognito after he took a year off of football, uh, Rob Gronkowski when he took a year off of football. Like there are, there is evidence to suggest that players at advanced ages can take a year off and come back in in competitive shape. Because I think I think Incognito ended up being a Pro Bowler the year that he came back. Um with the Raiders, I think. I can't remember. But, like, I think, you know, there's probably a little something there. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world, but I also think it can't be the only solution. Uh, Delaney is 37. It takes crazy neck strength to handle the NFL, especially blocking. Um, guy, his size, very helpful the, for the run. And, yes, he is – yes, he can catch, too. Man, I don't want a 37-year-old player – uh, I don't want to hear a 37-year-old player is done when Tom Brady is still playing. Jason Witten is very much – what? how old is Jason Witten? Because Jason Witten just retired, and j that's probably the most recent example. Um, yeah, Witten is 38. Uh, or no, he'll, he'll be oh, – Jason Witten will be 39 in three days. So he played an NFL season at age 38, and, you know, it's not like he, he was a box score uh, monster – for for the Las Vegas Raiders, but like he's fine. I don't think it's that deep. Uh, don't sleep on Isaiah Wilson. He also had the four year off since Miles Myers. Yeah, man, you guys, you guys are the worst. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Fratcham says, "Hey Buck, would you post some Ferks or fails video?" I really don't recall any laying down on the turf. No, I don't think. I mean, Ferks are Ferks are had like one bad drop this year, um, but there's nothing. There's nothing to me that would indicate that. Like, I just think Ferkser is not a well-rounded enough player to be your starting tight end. I think that you need more from that position. And I think he's a if he's your slot receiver, I think Ferkser is great. But I think, you know, you're talking about can't go from Janu and Ferkser and not from Janu to Ferkser and not expect there to be a drop off. Damn, guys, we did a it's it's <laughs> Buck, I just fell asleep during the show and the dog's bark woke me up. Keelan, man, you fell asleep during the show? 
That means I gotta. That means I gotta. That means I gotta. I gotta land the plane here. Although we've had fantastic, we've had big numbers throughout the course of the night across all four platforms, and this is probably one of the longest shows we've done in a while. So, um, you know, hopefully, I didn't make all. It's rare that my voice is considered soothing, and that I would put you to sleep, Kate uh, Keelan. But uh, welcome back. Thank you for rejoining us. So we had a great show. Uh, appreciate your guys' participation. Thank you as always. We uh, we had a great time. Uh, I liked your take on the Titans not needing, expecting to score 30 points. Yeah, I'll expand on that more tomorrow because I think that's a uh, more a more realistic thing. <laughs> El Boogie 808 says it felt like a radio show tonight. Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing enough radio, so it's probably probably bleeding through. Mr. Shuckle says Buck Rising AMSR. <laughs> My girlfriend would very much dispute that. Anyway, have a great rest of your night. We'll see you guys back here at about uh, at eight o'clock or or about, you know, eight, right around eight o'clock central time is when we'll do the thing Sunday through Thursday night radio show tomorrow should be a lot of fun. I've got North Dakota State's head coach on to talk about the new Titans tackle to Dylan Radens. Uh, I have uh, I have the reporter who broke the story about Rashad Weaver from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. So that will be information that you will need tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We will talk to you uh, tomorrow, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on the primetime show, or the 615 Sessions podcast, because that's coming out too. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep grinding. i got a lot more work to do, because I tell you what, it's almost 10 o'clock. It's been a really long show, but I'm not terribly tired yet. No! Oh!